All right, here we go, amigos and amigas. Welcome to another episode of Confidence a Toda Madre, the podcast brought to you by the Her Voice Network that I'm so excited to be a part of. That is the network I belong to. That is what I'm excited about. Again, it's a community-based podcasting networking spot, and it's brought to you by uh, Gaia, and her Instagram handle is at Gaia underscore de. If you want to follow her for more on her podcast and her teachings, again, she was my personal um, podcast coach. So she she will teach you everything you need to know. Now, amigos and amigas, welcome to another episode. I'm excited to get back into it. For some reason, since the last podcast episode, it feels like we've been away, even though it was just last week. I don't know. It feels longer. Don't get me wrong. I'm totally taking full transparency and accountability for the fact that this is dropping Thursday. Um, but again, I have good reason. Drake cuts the YouTube and he wasn't here to cut it. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to make my life easier. I'm just going to record them both in one shot because I don't want to upload the podcast and then leave the people who watch YouTube hanging. Cause I feel like, oh, that's not fair. So I was just like, okay, we're going to do it all in one swoop. It's going to drop Thursday. Boom, bomb, bomb. That's what it is. However, I don't miss a week. It's very rare that I miss a week. I just go, 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 go. This is a consistent podcast. I don't, I don't do podcasting in seasons for this podcast. So every week, more, more, it's just, it's up. Okay. Now, amigos and amigas, just a little, I'm excited about September. Okay. Um, football is back. I know that for uh, most of us women, we have kissed our husbands goodbye and have just embraced everything that is football season. Uh, my husband is in a couple of fantasy football leagues, and that leaves Drake and Charlie to fight over the TV. And it's so funny. My child, who is a toddler, is very much like, okay, daddy's turn. When it's Sunday or Thursday, all of the days that football happens, we just... We just know, right? Okay, so, but again, if you're one of those people who's a huge fan and this is like your Christmas and this is your season to shine, I'm so happy for you because I do understand that this game brings so much joy to people. Am I one of those people? No, but I'm still, I'm gonna still clap for you. I'm still gonna be happy for you. Um, in other news though, pop culture wise, um, I am coining the term hashtag millennial joy. Um, I really do feel like the Delulu of all of us millennials conjured up NSYNC at the VMAs and based on everybody's speculation and everybody's Delulu, literally, uh, we're all waiting on a tour. We're all waiting on a new album. We're all waiting on something from them, not just the fact that they're going to make music for the trolls. Everyone is expecting way more. So we'll see. I know, I know. I, even me, I'm excited about this. Now, with that being said, I want to take this opportunity to tell you guys that, yes, I'm a self-trust and confidence coach. And this space is where you receive all of the coaching from me, all of the tips, et cetera, all of the, all of the analogies, right? I'm excited to announce, though, that I'm going to be a part of another podcast with Gaia, again, the podcast producer of this podcast, and we, it is going to be called 
all things millennial. And it is going to be a podcast that covers, yes, all things millennial, but all things pop culture, etc. So like you name it from boy bands to Gilmore Girls to whatever's happened to even Nelly and Ashanti getting back together. It is going to be all things millennial. Okay. So get ready for that. That's coming soon. We don't have a launch date just yet, but we're so excited about it that it's coming so soon. Okay. Now, is that everything I wanted to talk about? Yes. Okay, cool. I was just just looking at my notes. Now, let's get into today's episode, okay? Today's episode actually was inspired by a couple of my one-to-one clients. And I really hope that this truly resonates with many of you just because I am taking snippets out of things that are said inside of my private coaching sessions Um, because like I've said time and time again, a lot of times the hurt or the fear or the limiting belief that we have, we think it's just ours, but in reality, so many other people feel it just like you do. So many people experience it. No, so many people have the same belief just like you do. So the purpose of this is to feel not alone, I want you to be like, wow, other people are experiencing this or wow, um, I'm not alone. And also what a beautiful opportunity that like these people are the kind of people who are working with Sylvia. I can see myself within these people. Okay. So we're going to talk about values and idols. Okay. Now, this is a coaching exercise that I even do with my clients inside of coaching. And one of the things that I make my clients do and think about is think about their values, but think about their idols, okay? A lot of time, a lot of times we idolize things. We put things on a pedestal, whether we're conscious of it or whether it's just living in our subconscious. So for example, one of these things would for for a lot of women and I think a lot of us can really agree on this is beauty standards. Beauty standards across the board for women everywhere is something that we subconsciously have on our minds, right? Because for example, a long time ago If you're watching me on YouTube, you can see that I have like very curly hair. And if you're not watching me on YouTube, I'm just describing my hair to you. I have very, very, very curly hair. However, beauty standards for for a long time always said that curly hair was bad. I never saw, and I still very rarely see Dove commercials or just any type of like beauty brand commercials where the girl is washing her hair or the girl is doing something in the shower or in the bathroom and they have curly hair like I do. Why? Because for a long time, no one knew how to treat or do or wash curly hair. And so again, I stepped in line and I was the girl who used to burn the shit out of her hair or kept her hair in a slick back bun or a slick back ponytail or I had the very like crunchy, moose, wet hair look growing up. 
So it was either one of those. When I was in college, I for sure tried to do my best to either straighten my hair every day or to get all of the keratin treatments, like all of the Brazilian blowouts, all the things to just get rid of my curl. Okay. So subconsciously, even though I wouldn't say that out loud to you to say like, oh yeah, like one of the things I idolize is, um, straight hair tendencies. I idolize that. Like I, I idolize the American market that is like straight hair is beautiful. Like it has to be pin straight hair and you're supposed to have like skincare routines that are for like white women, etc. Okay. But again, that's all that I saw on TV. That's all that I saw in magazines. And so I grew up idolizing that kind of thing. I I grew up idolizing that kind of beauty behavior because that's all I saw. And I was like, okay, this is the market. This is what I have to turn into. Okay. With that being said, um, those are kind of the examples that I give my clients is that I want you to think about your idols and not to mention, like, I don't want you to take this opportunity to be like, oh, okay, whatever idol I have is bad. No, most of the examples though, that we have aren't necessarily good examples. And this exercise or this podcast is just meant to serve you in the sense of really getting down to the nitty gritty and the deep part of it. Okay. Um, just being really conscious and aware of how much we're digesting and really taking in from social media, from TikTok, from things we see in movies or just like who steps on the red carpet, etc. Okay. Now, with that being said, one of the examples I also like to give my, my clients is, um, the Kardashians. A lot of, and and again, beauty standards are a big example of mine because a lot of times that's where we feel short, right? That's where we begin to feel unconfident. That's where we begin to doubt ourselves the most, or that's when we begin to build a lot of distrust for ourselves because we don't look a certain way or we can't fit in the right clothing or those clothings actually make us look really weird and frumpy, et cetera. Okay. So let's take a look at the Kardashians, right? And this is me personally speaking too. For me to be curvier, I have to really put in work at the gym. I do not have, I don't want to just be like, I don't have an ass. Like, but I, I, again, I am just, I'm not curvy. I don't have like these hips that most Latinas do. And again, for a long time when I was in high school or just like early college days, I was like, I don't look like everyone else typically looks like that is Latina. You know what I mean? So again, I want you to see yourself in these episodes. Sure. Maybe you're like super curvy and super straight hair. That's great. But again, I just want you to start thinking about the things that you might idolize that you don't have any ideas about. So going back to the Kardashian example, um, whether we like it or not, those women have set some beauty standards. And when Kim Kardashian came on the scene, all of a sudden it was trending that to be curvier, to be bustier is like super cool all the rage, etc. And then look at now. 
now they're all going to a very thin, thin place, kind of back to where, and I remember I was in high school when this was happening. So like very Laguna Beach, very uh, low rise jeans, Hollister polos, that level of thin. I hope that you can visualize what I'm talking about, but that's the reference I have. And I'm on the West Coast, so I hope it hits. Now, with that being said, a lot of times, again, we idolize what's trending. We idolize what the market puts in front of us. We idolize what people put in front of us. And I'm not saying that it's bad. Of course, if we want to like be on trend and have like fashionable tops or whatever, we're we're going to we're going to partake in that. The difference is is though when you choose to partake in something or you begin to idolize something. When we idolize something, it's Again, you're beginning to just like really put all of your energy and really put all of your focus into something to mimic it, to embody it, or to become it. Does that make sense? Okay. So stay with me. So again, like I shared with you in college, I was burning the shit out of my hair. I was getting keratin treatments. I wanted pin straight hair because my hair was just, for my whole life was just always considered bad. Um... And then like, again, Kardashians, beauty standards, etc. Now, this is where I'm going to give you a couple of different examples of idolizing specific beliefs and where it goes left. Okay. And before we dive into that, I want to really use the words that are in the definition of what a value is. Because a lot of times when we idolize specific things, sometimes they turn into our values without us even knowing it. It just kind of like sinks in and we don't recognize it. But again, like our subconscious is at play. Our brain is at play. And then because these thoughts are going, our energy is going to it, it begins to build some belief around it when we're just going through regular, regular life. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. I always ask, does that make sense? Like, you're you're in the room with me? Uh, But that's just how into it I get, guys. Really, truly. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I really hope that you're enjoying, like, all of my facial expressions. And if you're listening to me, girl, I just want you to know, like, I love riding shotgun with you. So, or if you're cleaning or if you're washing the dishes, whatever it is, like, I just like being in that space. So, now... When I, because again, I'm a wordy, wordy girl, a bitch can write and I like words and I pay attention to words because a lot of times what I find out is that words get used all of the time, but we're using them wrong because that's not even what they mean. Okay. So when I looked up the definition for values, it said they were like the principles that we live by. They're the standards of behavior that we live by or live our regular day-to-day by, okay? Of course, I didn't like verbatim write it down. But again, the main words that I want you to take away was that it said principles and it was the standards of behavior, okay? So think about what I had said earlier. Your idols a lot of times because we're spending so much time just thinking about it or it's living in our subconscious that it's then beginning to build belief 
it subconsciously or involuntarily becomes a value. So when it becomes a value, it becomes a principle, something that we live by. And it becomes then our new standard of behavior. Okay? And that's where I want you to really pay attention because that right there, that's when it gets tricky then. Because if you're not careful, something that you might not be trying to idolize will will then become a standard of behavior and you're not aware. But yet you're just like subconsciously giving it your energy. You're subconsciously giving it your attention. You're just checking for it. You're involuntary, like just kicking into autopilot and just like doing it. Okay. Now, if there are times that you're aware where you idolize something so heavy that it, then it becomes a value and then that's just like the set standard, I want you to ask yourself at this time, should this be a value of mine? Should this be a standard? Should this be something that I live by? And so I want you to have that hard conversation with yourself or hard question more so of, is this something that's good for me? Okay. And also ask yourself, hmm, based on this, do I need to make some changes? And a lot of times, again, these exercises are meant to look at from a bird's eye view because sometimes we need that. Because sometimes a lot, well, a lot of times, we're so inside living the day to day that sometimes we need to do, we do need to stand back and say, Hmm, what's actually going on? What am I actually doing? What am I actually partaking in? Now, here's some examples of things you've actually lived through and were things you idolized and then all of a sudden they became a value and you weren't aware of it. And again, you might, after I read some of these, you might gasp and be like, I had no idea. That's the thing. That's what's a little crazy about sometimes the things we idol and value is that sometimes they get there and we were never aware of it at all. Okay. So here's some of them. Okay. My first example is your mom tells you to get ready. Your mom tells you that your hair is bad constantly growing up. Your mom tells you like, oh, are you going out like that? Maybe put on a little makeup, okay? Or maybe your mom also tells you like, "Mm, don't drink. It's so unwomanly to drink. Don't do that. Don't just, oh, it looks so masculine when when girls are drunk or when girls are drinking, okay? I'm going to read those one more time. Maybe you had a mom that always told you to get ready. And ready in the sense of like you had to be dressed to the nines to be presentable. Maybe you have curly hair like me and your mom always told you like, "Mm, maybe just pick up your hair because it's like really unruly and it's really crazy. Maybe you had a mom who just like didn't know how to handle your hair but said things like this. Maybe your mom would tell you like, oh, you know what? If you're going out, make sure you put a little makeup on. You don't want anybody to see you like that. 
or you know again maybe you had a mom that was like oh don't don't drink that's so that's so manly it's so masculine okay if you had a mom constantly telling you to do stuff like that well guess what the idol that you were idling that became a value was I have to earn my worth because I'm always looking for the validation my mom is going to give me. I'm always looking for my mom's green light because then that meant I could go. I was ready. I looked presentable. My hair was done. I always met my mom's standards. The idol is you were earning your worth and you were meeting your mom's standards. Do you see how it went from idolizing the external validation of your mom to then now you're probably an adult and sometimes you still might look for your mom's approval to do something, to wear something. And again, if you have a loving relationship with your mom where you guys are like literally Gilmore Girls, that's fantastic. But I know that a lot of us are sitting in a situation where either your mom made you or she broke you in situations like that, okay? I want you to sit with that one. Now, my second example. Maybe you grow up in a, fa- uh, in a family that said you're not supposed to share your feelings ever, 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 ever. One of my clients in the past has literally shared that they said, uh, you know, no, don't cry. There's no crying in baseball. You don't, you don't cry. Like sharing your feelings is no, 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 no. And so again, you grow up idolizing and just being understanding like, okay, no, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be emotional. I'm not supposed to share my feelings. I'm not supposed to do anything of that sort. So then what happens? That's the idol. And your value then becomes is I'm emotionally unavailable because if I do show feelings, it makes people weird. It makes people uncomfortable or people like me less because I show my feelings. Does that make I know you with me. I know somebody is like, that's me. And that's okay. That's okay. This is, that's what this is for. Okay. My next example is maybe you lived in a home where everyone made decisions for you or you were told what to do all the time. And this one right here is my eldest daughter's. My eldest daughters grew up in households that were always like, yo te mando. And you were always told what to do because it was like you were just an extra adult. So you were like being always just being told about the next responsibility or the next thing you're in charge of or that you need to lead by example because everybody's watching you. But again, you grew up always waiting for a direction or to carry out some type of 
rule or follow something because your parents always told you so. And so again, that idol was, I idolized so heavy what my parents were about to tell me or the rule or the thing that I have to carry out that the then it becomes a value of, well, I don't really know what I'm doing unless I'm told. Or I don't, or I don't value my own voice because like decisions were always made for me. Or it's very hard for me to make a decision because like I've never been left to do it by myself. Or again, my eldest girls are like, they. it's like one of many. My also, the last one is my, my eldest daughters are always, um, they're my problem solvers. They're my girls who always come in and always have to save the day. And it puts them in situations where they're, maybe they're in bad relationships um, or again, where they're just like taking care of that boyfriend over and over and over and over again. And they, they just have boyfriends who need taken care of. Or they're in friendships where they're the mother. And they're always having to just take care of everyone else. And they never let themselves get cared for. Do you see what? So do you see how this is going? The idol becomes the value and it's the standard that you live by. And you're never really aware because you're just out there living it. Okay. And this is my last one. And I really... It's really deep for me because I know that no matter who you are, when I say this next example, you have felt it or you have experienced some form of it or maybe you're on the other side of it, but like it's going to hit. My client yesterday said, so this is again, the, the idol. I am who I am because of everything that's happened to me. I am who I am because of everything that's happened to me. And if you really boil down that belief, the idol is shame. The idol is shame because shame makes you believe that you are bad. Because of all of the things you've lived through. And I just want you guys to sit with that for a second. Because if that hit and now you're realizing like, oh my God, I... I've idolized shame for a long time and now it's a standard that I live by. It's a limiting belief that I live by of, okay, well, and it's so crazy because our brains do this thing of like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense because like all of the things that I lived through, of course, this horrible thing would happen to me again. Of course, horrible things would continue to happen to me. 
because life is supposed to be hard or I'm just supposed to struggle or I'm just supposed to grind for the rest of my life. Everything is supposed to continuously show up terrible for me. But again, it's because you idolize shame and you continue to live that as the standard for your life, as a standard of behavior for the rest of your life. But now I'm going to flip it, okay? I'm going through go, to go through every example and help you look on the other side of what that can really mean, of the thing that you're actually supposed to put in place of that idol and replace it with and live that value so that you can set the standard of what to live by, okay? Now, for example one, for the one that was, your mom tells you to get ready, your hair is bad, um, wear some makeup if you're gonna go outside like that, don't be looking crazy, and don't drink because you look manly. For that, it was, you were constantly earning your worth right? But the actual idol and value should be, I should know myself and love my authentic self. And I should trust my own decisions and not look externally for somebody to validate me. Because again, the one thing I want you to think about is you have survived 100% of your worst days. You and just you have walked through your journey of life. Yes, your mom or whoever is critical of you has been a part of your life, but it's you who's walked through your life, not anybody else. The one that is you aren't supposed to share your feelings ever right? The value, I mean, the idol was like, you're not supposed to share your feelings, which then makes you have this standard of now, now I'm just supposed to be emotionally unavailable. Okay. But in reality, the real idol and the real value that's supposed to be at play is when I am emotional, when I do make space for my feelings, It helps me understand myself better. And it also validates my experience at the time of whatever I'm experiencing. It helps me to be compassionate towards myself. And again, it helps me understand me. Because one of the things that we do, and I think we do this as a collective, a lot of women of color in general, maybe women in general, is we do a good job of pushing everything down. We bottle it up. We bottle it up. We bottle it up. And then in the most inopportune time or in the smallest way, that bottle shatters open. And then we're like, oh shit. But... If you decided to let your feelings out, you'd be able to understand yourself better. If letting yourself become emotionally available became the value, you just set the standard that 
you deserve for your feelings to be validated by you and by others. The next example was you lived in a home where everyone made decisions for you or you were told what to do. You're the eldest daughter, right? So then the idol was like, oh my God, I doubt myself or I have to fix everything or I have to be the helper or I, I'm going to, um, I, I have to wait around to make decisions because I, I can't make one myself because I always just follow it out what other, other people told me to do. When in fact, the idol should be, I'm allowed to trust myself in making decisions and I'm allowed to sit in listening to myself and I don't have to fix every problem that comes at me. You don't have to idolize the title of being the eldest daughter. You get to idolize and value that. Yes, you have a set of skills. But you're not always working to earn that title. You're allowed to just make decisions for yourself and problem solve as needed. And you're allowed to trust what you choose and say for yourself. Oof, I have such a like soft spot for like the only girl in families, the eldest daughters. They're just magical. They're just magical. Okay. And the last one. I am who I am because of everything that's happened to me. And that idol and that value became shame. You set that as a standard. But instead, you have the opportunity to carry out the rest of your life knowing and understanding that your identity does not come from all of the things that's happened to you Yes, they have shut they have shaped the way, but a lot of times we think like all the bad stuff is your identity. No. You are you. Your essence is your identity. Not all the bad shit that's happened. And so now for those people or like specifically that client who said that it makes me think of how she is literally at a crossroad right now where she is now beginning to identify her own identity, but by her. Not by the standards or anything anyone else has to say. It is by her. And this is where, again, like I, when you take a look at your idols and your values, I want you to look at it from a, 
and again, I've been talking about this on my stories so much of like this delulu, this delusional level, which AKA is obviously romanticizing. If you romanticized your inner dialogue to yourself, wow, like you'd build so much self-trust. But the thing is that we don't. We think of just like the critical part, the like the inner mean girl part. And so I really want you to sit with what are my idols and values right now? What is, has secretly come up for me that I'm not paying attention to? And what in reality needs to take place? What should my real idols and values be? Because that's important. It's important because remember, value means your principles and the standards of behavior for your life. I don't want you idolizing shame. I don't want you idolizing external validation because you were always waiting for your mom to give you the green light. I don't want you to value certain beauty, external beauty standards. I don't want you to value becoming or continuing to be emotionally unavailable. No. No. And again, this is where it's so important to practice self-trust and practice your confidence by identifying what your idols are and what your values are and building that foundation to build upon that self-trust in order to grow that confidence. And I haven't decided on a date yet, but I know that early October, I'm going to have a webinar calling, I'm calling it practice your confidence. Because literally I've coined the term confidence is a practice and not a destination. And I really believe that. But again, I do that and I say this by the things I put on this podcast. Because choose happy isn't going to get you to fucking Monday. But sitting with this exercise and understanding yourself and building a better dialogue and romanticizing the parts of you and having stronger idols and values That is what's going to change your life. That is what you can apply. That is what's going to change the trajectory of your life. And if you've listened to this podcast episode and you're like, goodness, everything she has to say, I absolutely agree with, then I encourage you to book your clarity call. It's in my IG link. And let's work together. Let's work together and it's one again my clients who work with me September October November December it is my favorite time of year to work with clients because this specific time of year is just extra magical and so I want you to think to yourself if you've been on the fence that this is the perfect time to do this self-work to build your self-trust and exude confidence whenever you want And if you're thinking to yourself, well, okay, like, but I feel like a lot of people know what they're going to go work on with Sylvia. No, that's why I tell people all the time, clarity to action in 90 days. 
No difference. No difference here. I'm telling you that because time and time again, I get my clients those results. I hope this podcast episode served. I'm so interested to see what comes up for you. Tag me, share this podcast, please, with your friends. Like, review, subscribe, all of the things, rate and reviews. And really, I'm just grateful for every single listen. And thank you for being here. Thank you for wanting to be a part of this community. My name is Sylvia Brands. I'm a self-trust and confidence coach, encouraging you to live life a toda madre.